the season that had so much hope is starting to slide away. Welcome back to the oh, hey there. podcast episode 15. Uh, my voice is shot because I was at the game on Sunday night in the rain, getting drenched. Uh, the 49ers do lose 30 to 18 in an embarrassing offensive performance. Uh, as always, I'm here with my guy, Leo. What is going on, Leo? Yeah, the season that had so much promise, like uh, your voice that used to have so much promise that doesn't have promise, but it's it's okay. You'll have the podcast voice back pretty soon. Keep sipping that tea. I see you're drinking that right now. You'll be back ready to go make some deals at the dealership today, huh? Yeah, I have to get to work here in a little bit, but we are recording this on a Tuesday morning. 49ers do fall to two and four. Luckily, they're not in last place because the Seattle Seahawks did lose last night. Either way, this season has um, almost gone off the rails completely. Jimmy Garoppolo continues to struggle. Offensive, just the offense is out of whack, out of rhythm. There is a lot going on here. Um, I never want to see Jimmy Garoppolo throw a pass for this team ever again. Well, you will, pal. You will. Yeah, I know. (laughs) You will, because Kyle Shannon, it, it's Monday, um, well, yesterday, Monday, Kyle Shanahan already announced that Jimmy Garoppolo is starting against the Chicago Bears. Take that w- with what you will. You're going to see him make another pass for this team, even though we wish it was our rookie, like the Bears are going to throw out their rookie. Yeah, at this point, you got to think that there's probably something more serious with, with Trey Lance, that he's not going to either get the start or... You know, the, um, the fact they're announcing it on a Monday tells you, OK, you're not going to let Tuesday pass. You're not going to let Wednesday pass. You're just going to go ahead and announce this on a Monday. So, yeah, that's where you throw that little, you know, how they have had on Twitter, those millions of red flags for a certain sentence, um, whether maybe say, oh, she's a Seahawks fan. And then you throw like millions of red flags around it. Well, Kyle Shanahan announcing Jimmy Garoppolo on a Monday, that gets all the red flags, every single one of them. Because that that's just a weird sign that you're not going to let Trey Lance go through Tuesday or Wednesday practice or even see if he could get out there and practice. We're just going to go ahead and announce this on a Monday after basically terrible showings for what his last three starts. It's it's weird. It is very, very weird. Um, 49ers have a lot going on here. To me, you know, to me, throw out all the throw out all the stats, throw out all the analytics. There is a human element to this situation that is probably hindering this team. Um from the minute you traded to get Trey Lance, you created some type of issue in this locker room. You've created some type of tension, some people walking on eggshells. There's, um, and there's a chance it's going to blow up in your face. Can we say that element started when they traded DeForest Buckner? Joe Staley on the pregame show stated that he was going to, you know, he decided he was going to retire. So one of the first guys he told was DeForest Buckner and, he wanted to have that conversation with DeForest because he saw it as a passing of the torch conversation. Yet DeForest told him he, he pulled the magic Johnson. I ain't going to be here. And, and now look what, where this team has gone since DeForest Buckner has traded. Um, I'm, I'm not saying that it's necessarily the play on the field is where they're at. Cause even with DeForest Buckner in there, they're going to have the offensive struggles, but it's just that vibe you get in a locker room in a culture where he was literally the, you say a model citizen in the general public. That's what DeForest Buckner was in that locker room. Didn't miss games. 
And then now you spent the that pick that you traded to Forrest Buckner for a guy that just misses games. That's all he does. Um, so, yeah, I think the weird vibes could have started then. Yeah, absolutely. Let's get to Joe. Joe had some really good comments uh, post-game or pre-game on Sunday. I had made the decision you know, with my family that I was going to retire and step away from the football field. And DeForest was one of the first players that I wanted to go talk to. I kind of wanted to say, you know, pass the torch a little bit. You know, this is going to be your team now. Because he's looked at it and viewed on, this, on that team as being the culture setter, the leader for that squad. And he flipped it on me when I thought I was going into the conversation saying, hey, I'm going to be retiring, doing all this. And he flipped it on me and said, I'm not going to be here. I just found out recently that I'm being traded. It's going to be announced in the next couple of days. And I immediately went into shock, like player uh, reaction. Like I was still going to be on the team and saying, are you kidding me? How are they going to get rid of him? It's because of what everybody said earlier, the leader, the leadership that he does every single day in the locker room, showing guys how it's done. He's a true pro. And I think that that, that culture um, leadership that he brings is missed right now. I mean, the Niners have made mistake after mistake since that trade. And I don't even want to say the word bust, but Javon Kinlaw looks like a bust right now. And it's not because of lack of ability. He's not playing. Your best ability is availability. And if I'm going to give Jimmy Garoppolo crap about his availability, I'm going to give the same crap to Javon Kinlaw. But this is also something that they knew about. They knew he had a knee issue. They knew he had concerns. The Brandon Ayuk thing, I'm not giving up on because you see the potential. You see the talent. Um, either we lack the quarterback to get him the ball, or there's something else going on here with Kyle and Brandon Ayuk at this point. One thing I'll always say, and that, that aligns with with Javon Kinlaw, is a player doesn't choose where they go. They don't say, you know what, trade back one pick and take me at 14. Javon didn't ask for that. Obviously, as a player, you're going to want to get selected sooner, you know, the better. But it, it's while that may not be his fault, it is his opportunity to succeed in the NFL. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know the, the direct details within his knee. I don't know if there's ways that he could prevent it more. Maybe not going out to the woods and biting a squirrel. Yes, you want to live a regular life. These are real people. I get that. Just um, I don't know if there's anything that possibly he may have done that pits pisses off the front office to where we saw his Instagram posts last week about the game in, in the game in the game, basically saying it, it signals red flag to the front office that there's something wrong going on there. Um, it, it, Javon Kinlaw is just when he is on the field though, the, it's year two. Now he, he had the off season. That's what we were creating the excuse with last year. It was Okay, he didn't have a full off season. He's a rookie. This guy was more of a project, anyways. But now it's year two. He had the full off season. He has one year under his belt, and it kind of looks like the same Javon Kinlaw. And that's just what his ceiling is at this point. And that's just okay to understand as a fan. Like if a guy's ceiling is that, like that's okay to understand as a fan. Not everybody's going to be a DeForest Buckner on the interior defensive line. Not everyone's going to be an Aaron Donald on the defensive line. If you just understand their ceiling and life will be much easier when watching this team. And I just, and I just hope that Javon Kinlaw could get there on the field more because maybe that's not his ceiling and he could prove me wrong and I'll eat crow, but it looks like his ceiling is a run defender. That's occasionally going to miss every other game maybe. Um, But I, I just hate that for any player. 
yeah, you hate it because you don't want to see anyone injured this long and whatever the issue is with his knee. <clears throat> Excuse me. My, my oh my god, shot. you're you're going. That was terrible. Yeah, you sound like you're you're turning fourteen here. We need some more secret sauce. It's okay. It's okay. I oh, forgive man, you. You were terrible. cheering on the 49ers. You were in, in the, the rain. rain. You were in the <laughs> wind. You were cheering them on. So you get a pass. You get a pass. I, get a pass. I was under a roof. I was warm. <laughs> I was not cold. My jeans were warm. Your jeans were probably flooded. So you know what? I bought some joggers and I was so Yeah, you it's you right. get a pass. You you get all the uh, puberty voice you want. Go ahead. With Kim Law, it's just um you just need him to be 60, 70% of what DeForest Buckner was. At this point, we're not getting that. And that's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, when it comes to Ayuk, again, I think we upgrade the quarterback position, we see a different Brandon Ayuk. Period. Because Ayuk is still getting open. We've talked about the yard separation nonsense that was thrown out there by uh, local media. That didn't make any sense. You turn on the game tape, he's open. He's open. Period. Why do our quarterbacks need, you know, three, four yard separation to complete a pass when every other person in the league can do it with guys who've got guys sticking all over him? Geno Smith yesterday was completing passes. Like, like what are we do? What are we doing here? Jimmy Garoppolo is just not good. Like, period. He's not good. At this point, he is a career backup quarterback. That is the that's where we're at right now. Let's get to the the, co- the coaching situation. Kyle Shanahan seems to be in a rut, and I don't want to put it all on Kyle as far as the play caller goes, because there there are some really sweet things happening in in, in the ga- in the past game and in the in the run game. That first drive opened up the game was vintage twenty nineteen Kyle Shanahan. It was beautiful, mm-hmm. right? You got the rollouts, the boots. Easy completions for your quarterback, some misdirection runs. You got some explosives from Mitchell, and then you're in the end zone. Next drive, nothing happened. Next drive, nothing happens. The Niners went one of eleven on third down. That's unacceptable, especially from a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo, who's been in this system for five years. One of eleven on third down is insane. Let's just look at the same game. Did Frank Wright call a perfect game for the Colts? Did he? I don't think he did. So we could look at Kyle Shanahan and say, play call, play call, play call. Well, you know, play call is just half of, of the marriage. It, it, he's doing his part. Do I say the rhythm and within the offense is done at a high volume level? And, and maybe not, but I'm always going to default play calling to Kyle Shanahan rather than myself, because he's probably a lot better play caller than I am. Um, so it's just hard for me to question a guy's play call uh, of Kyle Shanahan that that has the resume he does as a play caller. But it's the, these other play callers aren't calling perfect games. Frank Wright did not call a perfect game for the Colts. He absolutely did not. There was some plays I guarantee he wants back as a play caller. Yet you have Carson Wentz that has the ability. See, this is the thing that I don't understand about. Leo, it's raining. It, it's raining so bad. Like you can't expect Jimmy Garoppolo to, you know, throw that ball twenty yards. What? The ball's soaking wet, so it gets a lot heavier. It's like throwing a bowling ball. Carson Wentz was throwing the ball Carson, everywhere. Carson Wentz threw a fifty-yard pass to Michael Pittman that was completed. A fifty-yard pass in that first quarter. Once again, a 50-yard pass. So you're telling me that Carson Wentz could throw a 50-yard pass with all the surgeries that he has, complete it, and I can't get Jimmy Garoppolo to throw a 20-yard pass? What comparison are we making here? The, the Colts took advantage 
up a defensive secondary that got nervous in coverage. The grass is wet. It's slippery. A guy's behind you. You're going to grab. It's rocket science, I guess, for some people. Well, only if we had a quarterback that could give the Colts that same energy and say, okay, you want to do our DBs like that. Let's do you like that. The difference between these two quarterbacks that we saw is Carson Wentz, he could throw good ball placement on those passes to where you're going to get a passer interference or at least enhance the opportunity of getting a defensive passer interference. With Jimmy Garoppolo, that that ball may be 10 yards in front, 10 yards behind, 10 yards over, to where the DB may not be as suspect to hold or grab the receiver in that situation. That's the differences here. And there was opportunities to take the shots downfield. It wasn't like Kyle was neglecting it and was like, oh, I have Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. I'm not going to do it at all. No, we saw the play that went across Twitter. Uh, Jason Aponte posted the Brian Baldinger breakdown to where you have a you have Brandon Ayuk flipping the safety at the top of his route when he fakes the out, when he fakes the post corner and then bends in for the post, flips the safety around. Jimmy Garoppolo sees that that's a touchdown. And while we said that's an 80 yard touchdown, that's probably a 25 yard pass, 30 yard pass. It, it wasn't something that he had to throw too deep. Um, so it, when you when you, you're an NFL quarterback, you're expected to have the arm strength to at least throw the ball 30 yards downfield in the rain. So it, it's just opportunities were there. The Muhammad Sanu, uh, when he went over the middle as well, Jimmy Garoppolo just decided Jesus to check Christ. down instead. No, literally, they were they were social distancing with Muhammad Sanu like it was 2019. So. There was opportunities there. Jimmy Garoppolo's, he's an eight-year vet making rookie mistakes, as Dante Whitner would like to say. So let's get to that. Takeo Spikes had some really good uh, points about the situation. Let's uh, let's get to Takeo. Looking at the game tonight, and I understand and I know it was raining, but you're looking at it and you really have to plan for the future and, and take into account a lot of guys' morale is up and down. It's an emotional roller coaster in the National Football League, especially when you got 17 games. So it's important to keep that morale up with everybody else. And the best way to do it is to go ahead and take your bumps and bruises, which you're already taking, but take it with Trey Lance, and at least he will get better. And next year, you won't have to worry about going through a lot of the things that you're going through now. I've been saying it for weeks. You take your lumps now with Trey Lance so you don't deal with them next year. This, you know, I think we beginning of the season we thought this team could be a playoff wild card team. I said this team is probably the wild card win the first round a first round bounce maybe, right? So like my my expectations were low. Now at this point it's all about the development of Trey Lance. You are 2 and 4. Yes, you're not completely out of it. But there's nothing that Jimmy Garoppolo is doing that's going to help you win games at this point. He doesn't see the field. He, you know what? The biggest thing is when I was out at the stadium, someone out at the tailgate brought it up. He's like, why, do, why should Jimmy Garoppolo care? He has zero invested into this team, right? He knows he's not long for this team. So he's going to protect himself, right? He may end up throwing the ball away instead of taking that sack. He may not, you know, run down the field and, you know, look for contact. Like those things aren't in his, you know, it's not, 
to his benefit to go all out for this team. He knows he's not the guy here. So why should he? Right? We know last year that he was shut down after the high ankle sprain. Right? We heard Martellus Bennett's story that, you know, Jimmy and his agent, you know, made some things happen on this in the back end for him not to play, to protect himself. Like this is just not a situation where Jimmy's going to gonna be successful. Right? I never bought the whole yeah, this this Trey Lance thing is going to light a fire under Jimmy. Get out of here. No, it wasn't. It shouldn't take that for you to be getting better. You're 30 years old. We know who you are physically. Now the mental side, you have lost it because you can't see the field. I don't want to see Jimmy Garoppolo take another snap for this team, but I'll be in Chicago next week to watch Jimmy Garoppolo take another snap for this team. <laughs> I love it. Um, I don't want to see him take another snap, but uh, I'll be at the next 49er game watching him take another snap. Yeah, I, I think that's that's the issue within the locker room. It's you have Martellus Bennett say those things about Jimmy Garoppolo shutting himself down for the benefit of himself. Okay, well, do that. He basically what he was saying is do that on a Wednesday or a Thursday. Don't do that on a on the on the Saturday or or game day. Get, give QB two and Jacoby Brissett at the time some time to, you know, at least get the first team reps or at least, you know, do something uh, that's going to propel him to play. Jimmy Garoppolo and his agent didn't do that. They waited till last minute. And it it's bodes to the same thing as this team. It's I, like, I don't want to say like be this Jimmy, ultimate Jimmy hater, but it's like, okay, well, if he turns around the season, the 49ers make the playoffs and Jimmy Garoppolo looks like a Pro Bowl player from here on out, what's that going to do? That well, well, yes. One, we know that's not going to happen. But I'm just, you know, doing this fantasy story. But even if he does that, is he on this 49ers team next year? No, no. What is he going to do? Is he going to do right now? Is he doing what's best for Jimmy Garoppolo, or is he doing what's best for the San Francisco 49ers? And when you have that at the quarterback position, you're going to have a lot, a lots of air within your franchise. And that's what we're seeing right now. You know, it's a, it's a four game losing streak. And you said it, is he doing what's best for Jimmy or what's best for the team? He's doing what's best for Jimmy, but what, well, but what would help him is to maybe play better, but this is who Jimmy Garoppolo is. Like he is not going to change. This is who he is. And it's Kyle's fault for sticking with him this long, right? It's Kyle's fault for, so I'm going to get on Kyle now. It's Kyle's fault for one, not ripping the bandaid off. It's Kyle's fault for not accepting any trade offers that he had in the off season. It's Kyle's fault for not preparing the kid for week one against the lions, right? How much better would Trey Lance be right now? Week seven, had he got all the snaps in training camp, right? Don't, don't sell me this. Jimmy gives us the best opportunity to win. Last time I checked, he's five and six in his last 11 starts. That's a losing record, right? So this is on Kyle, this is on John, this is on Adam Peters, this is on Jed York for allowing this to happen. You're wasting a roster. Trent Williams, George Kittle, Fred Warner, these guys don't want to lose. And they're all held back by their quarterback position, which ultimately falls on the head coach. Kyle, this is your fault. You did this. You created this mess. And you can take it all the way back to 2017, right, where you didn't evaluate Watson or Mahomes because you wanted to get Kirk. Okay, you wanted to get Kirk, then you don't trade for Jimmy and pay him because you knew you could have had him anyways. There was no reason to trade for him. So you created this problem from 2017. The mistakes from 2017 are affecting the 2021 team. 
because Kirk Cousins, by all accounts, everyone wants to hate on the guy, is a damn good quarterback. And now you have to start all the way over. And we're going to be doing a rebuild in 2022. You have 34 free agents. You have one winning season. And it's all because of your mistake after mistake after mistake at the QB position. This is on Kyle. This is Kyle's fault. I remember looking back at 2017 and I'm just like, okay, I can't fault Kyle for, you know, for his win-loss record when his quarterbacks were C.J. Beathard and Brian Hoyer. But now, you know, the more information comes out as the years go by. And Kyle Shanahan did not look into Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes the way he should have. And he wanted to go get Kirk Cousins because he thought Kirk Cousins was going to leave Washington football team. So he thought it would be best to spend the second overall pick on a player uh, that's not the quarterback position so that he could go get Kirk Cousins for zero draft capital. Okay, I get the logic, Kyle. I really do get it. But in order to get that quarterback, you're going to spend a ton of money. So it's either you're spending draft capital or or salary cap capital at that point, flexibility capital within your roster building at that point. Uh, and if even if you, the, he was saying, oh, Mahomes and, and Watson were, you know, they, they weren't going to go at the number two pick anyway. Okay, well, you traded back one pick to number three. Why didn't you trade back to four or five or six and then take one of those guys? And, and if you do trade back from two to six, you're probably getting another one next year. It sets you up pretty well, Kyle. So there's no excuse on why you did not look into Mahomes or Watson. I'm I'm probably going to favor Watson in this because Watson was my QB one at the time. Mahomes was my QB two, so my choice would have been Watson um, if they were going quarterback. But I didn't. I knew they weren't. J- so you did all that during the draft just to go spend draft capital on Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, and then what? Give up the financial flexibility at the end of the year. When you signed draft, you literally gave up both things and you were trying to just give up one. What are we doing? You should have just waited. You should have just waited the rest of the, the last two to three months and paid Kirk Cousins. And then this whole Jimmy Garoppolo injuries would have never been a thing for at least 49er fans. This whole Trey Lance dilemma probably would have never been a thing for 49er fans. We're literally out of this whole mess if they just wait those two to three months, sign Kirk Cousins. I wasn't a fan of it at the time because he's goofy as hell. It's Kirk Cousins. The dude's a but he's good. He's a goofy looking dude. He acts goofy, but he's a damn good quarterback. And I would have been okay with it. They probably win that Super Bowl in 2019. So you know what? You should have <sighs> just waited the two to three months. I do give you the blame now. That were in you know hindsight 2020. I was trying to give you the benefit of the doubt, but more information comes out over the years, and you screwed it up. And yeah, John said, John said he's always going to defer to Kyle Shanahan in terms of quarterbacks. So even if John said, "Hey, we're getting a great deal on Jimmy Garoppolo," it was up to Kyle Shanahan to pull the trigger during <laughs> that trade deadline. So Kyle Shanahan pulled that trigger instead of waiting the two to three months for Kirk Cousins. And he said, oh, he felt sad because he knew he wasn't getting Kirk. Well, that's on you because you pulled the trigger, Kyle. So I don't yep. I don't feel sad that you didn't get your, your shining knight anymore. You chose that decision. You chose Garoppolo for a second. You gave up both, both capitals. 
Uh, this 49ers team, it's going to be the end of me. I swear. Like, this is, this is going to be the end of me. I'm losing, um, I'm losing life watching this team right now. Bro, I'm losing my hair, and I'm already lost most of it. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> unless it's gone. You know, the game was, the game was a mess. Defensively, the Niners did their thing for the most part. That front seven is still doing a pretty good job, right? Fred, Aziz, they both played pretty well. Um, Bosa was an animal all game. Armstead played fairly well. DJ Jones had himself a decent game. You know, they need to get more out of they need to get more out of their uh, interior pass rush, but for the most part, they did their job. They forced two turnovers, which was a big deal. Like, that was exciting. But then you give up four on the other side. Jimmy had three turnovers by himself. Three. Like, what are we doing at this point? Um, the 49ers just have to turn it around. They have no choice. Like, if you don't beat the Bears, throw the season away. If you go two and five, it is over. There's no coming back from that. Who are you going to catch? You're not catching anybody in the division. So this might be another last place team because Jimmy Garoppolo isn't, isn't, isn't good and Trey Lance is still a rookie. So unless Trey Lance is the next, you know, Justin Herbert, which seems unlikely, this 49er seems in trouble. And you have, you wasted a, a whole season on some really good vets with Fred and George and Trent because you couldn't rip the bandaid off in the off season to get your rookie quarterback ready because you felt you felt like you owed Jimmy Garoppolo something. You don't owe him anything. You paid him well enough. He doesn't owe you a thing either. And this is the situation we're in right now. It's all doom and gloom now. Like there's nothing outside of Debo and Elijah Mitchell on offense. There's really nothing to be like, oh, yay, cool. Jalen Moore played pretty good. But it's all doom and gloom right now. You lost four straight games. Three to decent teams and one to a bad team. So you are a bad team now, 49ers. You are a bad team. You're two and four. Yeah, they're they're looking like a bad team, right? Like they're in these games and then these uh, these other teams, they, they separate when when they need to. Like they were in the game with the with the Cardinals and the Cardinals separated when they need to. They were in the game with the Seahawks. Seahawks separated when they need to. Packers just separated in the beginning. And then the Colts, they were in the game with the Colts and the Colts separated when they need to. It's just... Like I said, this is eerily similar to 2017, and this group needs to learn how to win together because right now they're not doing it. Um, and usually, when they're you're either a young team needing to learn the NFL and learn to win in the NFL, or you have no chemistry. The way I look at it is this team has a lot of vets: Fred Warner, Nick Bosa, Jimmy Ward. Even Emmanuel Mosley, you could say he's a vet at the outside corner. And then on the offensive side, you got Trent, you got Alex Mack, you have Debo, uh, you have Jimmy under center. So I don't think it's a young team learning, needing to learn how to win part. It's it's the second part. This team has no chemistry, and they don't know how to play together, and they don't know how to win together. It's the second part. This not a, 2017 was a young team. This isn't a young team anymore. They need to pull it together, and that starts with Kyle Shanahan. Now, I want Kyle Shanahan as the quarter head coach next year. I think he's a brilliant play designer and play caller. He just needs to manage people. That's what he needs he's to a do. Bad, he's a bad manager of people right now. If if Kyle Shanahan, the play designer and player caller, could just meet Kyle Shanahan, the people 
manager come together, shake hands, and then come to some type of agreement, then we could have a hell of a football team here. He just mismanages people right now. Like the Ayuk situation is annoying. Dante Pettis, Kendrick Bourne are doing just fine elsewhere. Just saying. Dante Pettis has more receptions than Brandon Ayuk right now. Jeez. It's one more reception than Brandon Ayuk. You already lost your hair, Javi. Don't make me lose mine by oh. telling me that stuff. Don't make me lose mine. Come on. Don't tell me those things, man. Kyle, and I'm going to say this, Kyle should give up play calling right now. To what? Learn how to manage focus, people? Is that is that your... Focus on being a head coach and manage this roster, right? Because you said it together. This team is not together because they're split over the quarterback situation. You cannot tell me otherwise that it's not, right? Joe Staley mentioned it on KMBR. Dante Whitner mentioned on KMBR. Takeo Spikes mentioned it. You got all these other um, former players bringing that up, that there is a split within this locker room about the quarterback position. How arrogant can Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch be thinking, oh, yeah, you know what? We have a really great locker room, and Jimmy's this great guy, and this is going to work. What other teams have done this and made it work? No one has done this because Alex Smith was better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Period. Sam Bradford and Carson Wentz, guess what? That didn't work. They sent Sam Bradford off, right? Like the other times where you have a QB controversy, the younger guy always wins. Stick with the younger guy. You should have moved Jimmy in the offseason, and now you have a split locker room on the quarterback situation. Steve Young said it. You have a guy who's loved by his teammates, and you're going to create this issue. And here we are. Seven weeks into the season with a split locker room, no identity on offense, sloppy quarterback play, sloppy play all around. There is a division in this locker room, and it's, it's, it's I, it, you can see it. You can feel it when you watch these games. When you watch these games, do you think they're going to win? I don't think they're going to win. It's tough. You know, first drive against the Colts, I thought they were going to win. But once they got behind, I was kind of suspect. Yeah, I mean, you you score first, you get the field goal after the turnover. You're like, okay, cool, we're nine and nine to nothing. And then boom, Colts go right down the field, touchdown. So it's just like, nah, there's something wrong. And then the the offense one for eleven on third down. That was Jimmy's call to fame, right? Third down conversions. Mm-hmm. He's he's six of thirty six in his last three games. Six of oh, I'm sorry, the Forty ers are six of thirty six in the last three games on third down. They're 30th in the league in third down conversions. 30th. Is that good? No, no. <laughs> bad. That's bad. That's very bad. Niners play the Bears this week. We'll see how this goes, man. It's just, ugh. All right. I think it's time for our buy lease sell or our buy lease walk off segment. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo gives the team the best chance to win. Buy lease or are you walking the lot on this? I am walking the lot and never coming back. The answer is no. Oh, jeez. Tell me. Talk to me. Come on. There's nothing that that shows me he's the best quarterback on this roster. There's nothing that shows me he's even a top 20 quarterback in the league. Right? Kyle has to call a perfect game for him to be functional or competent. At this point, he's neither. Um, So, no, I don't believe he gives us the best chance to win, especially versus a, a, a decent defense. The Bears are decent, right? Khalil Mack, is he going to run away from Khalil Mack? No. No, absolutely not. Um, Robert Quinn. The secondary for the Bears, yeah, the secondary for the Bears isn't that good. Eddie Jackson. But 
Eddie Eddie Jackson's a hell of a good player. You, you know, he could read Jimmy. He could read Jimmy a bit. Yeah. Shoot, here comes more interceptions. Um Yeah, no, he just doesn't he he has no investment. He's waiting for this year to be over. Right? But it would be to his benefit to play better because he's he's auditioning for other teams. But at this point, who's gonna pay him more than eight million dollars a year as a backup? He may start for a team like the Eagles, but I don't know. Jalen Hurts gives you more flow, I guess. Yeah, and they might start Gardner Minshew, so we see how that goes. They start Gardner Minshew. They may start winning some games. I'm telling you, that guy's a dog. People don't like him just because he's a little goofy. <laughs> he's a little goofy, but he was rookie of the year uh, over Kyler Murray. If you, you know, look at the numbers and and everything like that, look at the film. He, he was a little better than Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray was just a flash pick, but I don't need to get yeah. into that. So the second one, buy, lease, walk off. Should we be concerned that Lance's injury could be bigger than what we have been led on? Once again, Kyle Shanahan announced Jimmy Garoppolo starting on a Monday, not on a Wednesday, not on a Thursday, not on a Friday. Just seems a little premature after the game he had and after Lance supposedly had a minor injury. Yeah, I'm buying it. I'm buying that there's might be some more. It might be more severe than they're letting on. Of course, how many more times the Niners need to lie about injuries, or not tell us all the information about an injury? Right? They could say it's a sprain, but maybe it's something else. Maybe it's a little bit more serious. Um, so yeah, I'm buying it. You know, you don't make that decision on a Monday after the game we all just watched and say, yeah, yeah, Jimmy, oh, Jimmy's not gonna lose his job to one bad game. Kyle, newsflash: he's had four bad games in a row. Yes. Actually, five, excuse me, because the Eagles game, he was atrocious then, too. Yeah. So, um, this is Kyle buying himself some time and maybe buying Lance some more time to recover from whatever it is that he's hurting from. So, yeah, I'm buying it. Absolutely. I mean, the Kinlaw thing. Oh, yeah, he's he had a cleanup. He's working through it. He's working through this. He's got some stuff he's got to fix up. He's got to work through this. It's the same repeated word after word after word. And then, oh. He might be an IR candidate. Why couldn't you just say that three weeks ago? Like, hey, his cleanup didn't go well. You know, we're going to have to shut him down. Give him a break. You did it for Kittle. You shut him down early. Like, shut this guy down. Instead of having him go out there over and over and over and possibly re-aggravating whatever it is he's dealing with. Yeah. This is the four the last three years. They just, they they sell us this stuff like we like the fan base doesn't have eyes. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not stupid. It's annoying at this point. Like, don't insult your fan base's intelligence because we can see this stuff too. It's just a little fishy. Jimmy Garoppolo, like you said, he's been five and six his last eleven starts. That's dating back to twenty twenty. Uh, um, so it, it, it's just weird to call it now. Um, he, he mentions about he doesn't want to play rookies until he absolutely has to. Yet Jalen Moore is out there starting. Elijah Mitchell's out there starting. And now Talanoa Hufanga is going to be out there starting. So it seems like these rookies are filling in. May have came due to injury, but it's not like Jimmy Garoppolo is exactly healthy per Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo saying, yeah, you know, the cap was whatever, but it held up. So it looks like it sounds like he's a little injured or that could just be, you know, a little scapegoat type thing. But we're going to go to the final segment here. This was brought in up by Eli Rodriguez part of our team over there at 49ers Goldmine at Eli R. Rodriguez. 
do you think 2019 gave us an inflated view of what this roster is? I remember um, everyone saying essentially it was everyone was having a career year on that team in 2019 and to 2021 feels like the exact opposite. It's just hard to believe 2019 and 2021 course are even similar. Are you buying leasing or walking off on that where 2019 basically gave us a false image of what some of these guys actually are, or at least the median of what their career is and not the, not the, the high of their career. Are you talking about individual players or just the roster or the team? Either either or. Like, I think Kyle's a high-level coach, so I, that hasn't changed in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But I, I think where Kyle lacks is the human element of this, like understanding emotional intelligence on the roster, right? You you, you threw a ticking time bomb into your, ro- into your locker by switching quarterbacks the way you did, right? And then being so public about your quarterback situation. Um, as far as players, I think Jimmy Garoppolo's 2019 gave people a false sense of hope, right? You know, when you really start to dig into the analytics, his, what was it? Average area, average depth of target was like six yards, which was like 31st in the league. He had all these turnover worthy plays. He's had all these interceptions and fumbles that, that went under the rug because you could hide them with a run game and a defense. So I think Jimmy gave you a false sense of hope. Um, Mike McGlinchey falls in that category as well. He had a good 2019, and then since then has not been not been the same guy. Um, overall roster construction, I mean, if you paid attention, you, you kind of knew that the secondary was going to be an issue in a couple of years, right? So Sherman was only going to get older. Verrett um, didn't play in 2019, but you saw a really good 2020. But obviously 2021, he tears ACL. He just can't stay healthy. Uh, Tart again is out again, probably for an extended period of time. That's another whiff. <clears throat> Fred Warner is still an excellent linebacker, so that's not a big deal. Bosa is still excellent, so there's a lot of really good talent here. But overall, as a team, I think, I think looking back at 2019, they were a year early, right? Like a year, maybe two years early to that that point, and a lot of things fell right for them, right? Like how often are you going to win a game with five turnovers against the Steelers, right? Because you're playing Mason Rudolph. Um, how many times are you going to win a game after throwing a stupid pick to Hicks against Arizona being down 16 to nothing and still win the game, right? Getting a, you know, a fumble recovery late in the game, and then you get another chance to score. Um, the green law stop at the one yard line. Like these things don't happen. Like everything laid out perfect. Um, the Saints losing to the Vikings. The Vikings got to come into Levi's with a bad offensive line versus the 49ers pass rush. And then the Green Bay Packers couldn't stop a nosebleed in the run game ever. And Kyle Shanahan specifically targeted Blake Martinez both times. And they took advantage of that. So I think, yeah, a false sense of hope, a false standard, right? Like, hey, this team should be a playoff team, a, a Super Bowl contender. Um, like I said, I didn't, I didn't believe they were a Super Bowl contender this year. I thought they were a playoff team tops. That's it because you can see the holes starting to show up from right guard to center. Alex Mack, it's another thing. Alex Mack is not as good as Richburg. Like in their time in their career, Richburg was better in 2019 than Alex Mack is in 2021. He's not an upgrade. He's just a smart player. So hopefully he can kind of hold the fort down until you find somebody better. Daniel Brunskill, 
God love him, but he's an AAF player. Like he's not, he's not going to be an all pro pro bowl, right guard. He's never going to be in the top 15 of guards. You know, we got, you know, there's a whole bunch of nonsense. Oh, he stopped, uh, he stopped Aaron Donald. No, he didn't like knock it off. Kyle had to scheme away from Aaron Donald. Those, those games, like the, the, you create these really bad narratives about players. Um, this roster is still very talented. What it's missing is a corner quarterback and you can't, you can survive one or the other, but you can't survive both. And right now the Niners can't survive both because you have bad cornerback play and bad quarterback play. If the Niners had, the Niners had mid-level quarterback play in 2019, but really good secondary this year. They have neither from both spots. So this is part of why you see all the losses. Bro, 13 pass interference calls for 250 yards on the year. That's insane. So yeah, this is uh, this is a they, the Niners. Niners fan base was sold uh, wolf tickets on this roster and on this team and what they were how they were looking to progress. And uh, I got questions when I, and they start at the top, front office down. Those defensive holds are just insane. I could go out there and do that myself right now. The 49ers want the whole, you know, dad bod, beer belly out there at playing outside corner. I I could give same production if if I'm just, you know, out there just holding holding a receiver, you know, once once the ball is in the air. But hey, I'll I'll get the job done if that's the expectations. Yeah, it, it's really tough. I think we all look like 2019 is not that far ago. A lot of it's still the same players, minus Sherman, minus Buckner. Um, but we'll see what where this team can get. I do like the idea of maybe Kyle just taking a step back on the play calling uh, and becoming more of a people person. Um, it just reminded me of like a mad scientist, just like hella good at his job but can't talk to people. <laughs> That's what it seems like at this point with the 49ers, but we'll see. Uh, so it looks like we're buying every, like uh, Javi's got all the finances here because he's just buying everything today. And huh. uh, w- we'll check in next week and see how those pan out. Um, I think I, I feel like the rest of the fan base, like I, this is frustrating because you shouldn't be losing these games. No. Especially, especially the Colts one. That one was that was embarrassing. Especially at home, at home, and you're they're one in seven since 2019 at home. That's insane. And the one win was the Rams game when Debo had all those yards <laughs> after the catch when he caught everything behind the line of scrimmage. Um, Niners travel to Chicago this week. Justin Fields versus Jimmy Garoppolo. Yay! Cool. Hey, Jed, leave the plane there so Jed, so Jimmy can stay with his family in Chicago. Um, <laughs> and start Lance after that game. Um, it's a frustrating year, frustrating for the fan base, but hopefully the Niners at least find themselves in the win column this week against Chicago. This should be a win, but I can't even say that anymore, that it should be a win. Um, but we'll be back after that game. Hopefully my voice is not gone after the Chicago game. I'm going to try to drink some uh, hot tea and hot chocolate or something instead of uh, the uh, Coors Lights that were 12 bucks at Levi's. Oh, Coors. Um, that's, I was where I was standing. This was oh. what they had. I didn't feel like walking anywhere. Um, but until next week, everyone stay safe. I'm Javi. That is Leo. Check us out on Twitter at JavierVague underscore. At LeoLuna93. And then make sure you're following everything at Niners Nation. They should have some really good work up this week. Um, it's going to be very interesting. 
the rest of the way. Till then, go Niners. Peace.